Oh, 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 we're getting Tyler. Oh. He's making the decision. Well, okay. we've already he's decided. Now he's making the decision. He, he, I'm going to let him. Yeah. We know what he's going to say. Hello? Hey. hey I just missed a call from. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, just We won't keep you long. Uh, we know you're busy. Yeah, yeah. Me, Jake, and Alex are all fighting on who should be the host this week, and we decided we're just going to make you pick because you're not here. Oh, oh. <laughs> I am sorry, Jake. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. We all voted. How did I become the bitch in this group? <laughs> you're not the bitch. You're the backup host. Yeah, that's Fine. a prestigious role. Yeah, yeah right, it's very exciting. Uh, Tyler, since you are technically on the podcast right now, anything you want to say before you go back to work? <sighs> hmm. Hmm. Is there anything that I can say that I'm allowed to say? No. Well, I'm in I'm in Princeton, BC. That that's good for anything. Okay, uh I have a question actually. What's the weather like in Princeton? It is bloody cold. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Covered in snow. There's still snow up there? Oh damn. Dude, it's January. There's no snow. Well, yeah, here. but it's like fifteen degrees yeah, here. There's no snow here anymore. <laughs> Stop advertising Vancouver. Okay. <laughs> it's already overpopulated. Anyway, okay, buddy, have, right. have a good trip. All right, sounds good. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, thanks, man. Yeah. All right, let's go. All right, boys, we ready? Yep. All set. Marcus, is your mic plugged in and turned on? Yes, my mic is on. Tyler, what are the odds that you're actually in studio for this one? 80-20. 80-20, you're here, or 80-20, you're on the road? Don't worry about it. Play the intro. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train. <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette and Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. New Westminster, North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Kizmenko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Woo! <laughs> hey, welcome to episode 88 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I will be your host this week, Jake. Uh, Tyler's on the road, and he cannot join us this week, um, but I'm taking the reins. I am joined this week by the fantastic co-hosts, Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? And Alex Smith. There we go. Brand new co like is this just the first episode he's been a co-host or the second episode? No, second. Yeah, the first was Eulen. No, no, no. We made, no, you, we no. made you the co-host after Eulen. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, because we filmed that one before Christmas. And then we did the gift exchange after Christmas. Yeah. I thought we filmed Eulen after Christmas or after No, nope, we did it before. Oh. Anyway, so now you're a co-host. How do you feel? The same. Still don't make any money. <laughs> None of us do. Yeah, we, we don't do this for the money. We do this for my fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, anyway, Marcus, why don't you take it away with uh, the sponsor and fake sponsor of the week? All right, sure thing. Uh, well, this week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast and every week is brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here in Vancouver Boys Studios and Tyler in Princeton are all Beaver Buzzing. And this week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is not brought to you by TransLink. TransLink, voted fourth best transit system in North America by Justin Trudeau. 
Translink, expanding the SkyTrain 20 years late since 1986. <laughs> Is that a stat? There's no yeah. way. Voted fourth best. Translink was just voted the fourth best transit system in North America. Are you familiar with who was one through three? Um, I believe New York was up there. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, I believe as well. Okay. I don't know the other one that beat us out. Do you think it's an American city? I possibly. I've heard that uh, Toronto's is actually not bad. Toronto's is really good. Is it called the L train that they have there? They have a bunch. But like just like the transit system and the bus system and all that, it works out really well. Yeah, I, I've heard that Toronto's is quite good, but I've also heard before people from Toronto say that uh, TransLink is better. But I get yeah. maybe you just always want the thing. I mean, you it's can't cleaner, have. and it's also like we have a SkyTrain where there's a train underground. Oh, okay. So right, that could be why. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the Calgary uh, TransLink system. Never used it. I never yeah. used it. Either. It's so it's called the C Train. Yes, and, I've heard of that. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's not very big. But within the downtown core of Calgary, it's kind of cool because, like, it stretches the main drag. Mm-hmm. And anywhere on the main drag, it's free to take the train. So, like, you can get on at one end, take it to the other, and get off, and it's completely free. Well, but as soon cool. as you go out towards the suburbs, that's when it starts Ooh. to cost. Oh, weird. So, I think it's really cool that if you're, like, downtown and you want to, like, you know, get around downtown while you're down for the day, it's totally free. And then when you want to go home is when you pay. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Translink is kind of like that because I think it's like within the hour. Like if you're I using think you get Sky ninety train. minutes from the time you pay, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, so it's I guess it's not much. But honestly, I've always liked the SkyTrain. Like I, I, the buses. I mean, it's tough to really compare bus systems, but like as far as the SkyTrain, I think it's a pretty well run system. It's cool that it's fully automated too. Yeah. Like there's no drivers. It's just on a schedule. You know exactly when it's going to be there. Yeah, it, I, I think the SkyTrain's not bad. You just got to expand it further. You know. Do you guys know in Vegas, uh, they have like a whole underground road system for just Teslas? Yeah, they just opened it pretty recently. Right? Oh, I didn't know it was I open. thought it was recent, but apparently it's been there for a couple of years. Oh, really? Yeah, I just saw a clip of it like a couple of months ago. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is crazy. It's called the Loop or something. Right? I have no idea what it's called. I just remember seeing Tesla's yeah. pull up and Tesla's leave underground. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. weird. Because yeah, Elon did that whole thing and he was trying to build one of those in, uh, in L.A., Yes, that's right. That was yeah. the like controversial uh, one for yeah. whatever reason. I didn't yeah. know there was one in L or in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. no, I've, I've I've seen that. It definitely exists there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, my point is, I, I know a lot of people were complaining that we had like saying, "Oh, this vote can't be real because they hate our transit system." In the limited amount I use it, I find it to be very sufficient, at the least. Well, that's what we aim for in Vancouver. Yeah, <laughs> bare minimum. Try to make the playoffs, but bare minimum at least. <laughs> You want me to get into it? Yeah, are we getting into this already? I think we probably should. Okay, time for Canucks. Unless, you know, the people out there want to hear us talk about TransLink more. We'll table that for later. We'll table (laughs) it for later. We'll shelf it. We'll come back to Um, it, maybe. Yeah, moving to the Canucks, though. Blow it up. Blow it up. Okay, well, before we get to what you think we should do with the team, why don't we recap this week a little bit? What's happened in the last week in Vancouver? Okay, they've lost a bunch of games. Uh, Most recently, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, where they held a 3 nothing lead. Hey, that's good. Five minutes into the first period. That's wow. really good. By the end of the first period, it was tied 3-3. That's so good. And at the end of the game, we lost 5-4. That's very not good. Hit yeah. the over. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the new segment. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah, we lost that. We lost a bunch of other ones. This team... Uh, you know what? You guys talk about it for a minute. Well, teams must love playing the Canucks. 
because yeah. they pat their stats completely. And it's always fun having a little comeback. That <laughs> did not sound right. <laughs> bank on a little comeback. But, um, yeah, it's always fun having a comeback in the game. And it seems like every team that comes and plays the Canucks goes down and then comes right back. So it's I, clockwork. I, I like that you bring that up because there's an interesting stat about the Canucks that just got floated around. They must have like the highest goals against average. So uh, they one of them. They do, Yeah, I'm sure it's up there. Um, but at the time of recording this, they have 11 regulation wins this season. Do you know how many multi-goal blown leads they have? I saw this. It's got to be about the same, right? Yeah, 10. Wow. Oh, so they 10? they that have seems less than I thought it would be because didn't they start the season with like five in four. a row? Four. Yeah. But yeah, and then since then they've blown six more multi-goal leads and they've only won in total this season 11 regulation games. Damn. So they they are just if they have a lead, they are almost equally as likely to blow it as they are to come through and win the game. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy like this is a team you sh- I know we were just joking about the betting segment earlier. You should bet on this team Every game to lose because there's a 50% chance they will, even if well, they have a two to three goal lead. You should wait a, after the yeah. first period, then you should bet. Yeah. No, well, because by better. that time, it's already, we've yeah. already blown the lead. It's gone. Honestly, look, their biggest problem is just that they can't beat good teams. They can get up on them, but they just can't beat them. Yeah. But how do you, how do you stop teams from coming back? Like this amount? Because it's not like you can blame the offense because the offense scores. So is it like our defensive play? Because. Largely, yeah, we have some of the worst defense in the league. We're playing our second and third string goalies right now, neither of which are really holding up very yeah. well. It sucks, though, because I think Spencer Martin could have been a fantastic backup. Right, but he's he's starting yeah. right now. Yeah, he was forced to be the starter. Yeah, and th- this is an interesting stat, too. This isn't about the Canucks. This is the Penguins, who we just blew the lead to. All time, when Malkin and Crosby score in the same game, they are 99 Nine and five. Uh-huh. So when Malkin and Crosby have scored in the same game, and they played together since 2008? 2005. Is it 05? Yeah, yeah it's that Cros- early. Crosby eh? was drafted right. in June of 05. Right. So since 2005, they have lost nine games where both of them have scored. Well, 14, but five of them would have been. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. F- yeah. Five or an Yeah, I don't want to get They've, picky, they've yeah. lost nine games in regulation. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a weird stat. Yeah. It is. The Canucks have blown more multi-goal leads this season <laughs> than games the Penguins have lost in, in the last, regulation. like, 20, in the last, in regulation, <laughs> in the last, like, 20 years. Yeah. When Malkin and Crosby scored. That is, that is a wild stat. Yeah. I, I just thought that was cool. Anyway. It's actually a Penguins stat. I hate it. <laughs> You're doing a great job though. Yeah. Um, Thanks. <laughs> anyway, I've been looking more and more at the Canucks situation, right? And where they are. And I, sure I know, I, I know I said blow it up earlier and it's not just because they're losing. It's because when you look at this team's situation and their inevitable future, there's no way this goes any other. This doesn't go another direction. Right? You, Bo Horvat is leaving in the next couple weeks because we can't afford him. Quinn Hughes wants to leave to go play with his brothers. Andre Kuzmenko is so overvaluable right now to other teams because he doesn't make a lot of money and he's really good. And then we have all these cap problems going on in the background. 
Besser isn't playing up to his contract. Miller looks atrocious. Like, wh- where does this team go other than a rebuild? It's it's crazy because I remember we were talking about the Canucks core and if the, the mainstay pieces on the Canucks could win or is like a Stanley Cup caliber team. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you were like, yeah, 100%. Like, this group I said of, they could be. Yeah. And, and I still think they could have been. But what changed? What changed is Miller just turned into a dick. No, no, no. Yeah, well, he was always a dick, but before yeah. he was a dick on a winning team. Now he's a dick know, on man. a losing team. I think Miller is just, like, first and foremost, he's just an emotional player. Like, if this team was doing well, the guy would be a deity in the city. But Yeah, yeah you're right. Well, and also know? if he was doing well as an individual. But he'd be doing, he'd be playing a lot better if the team was doing better. Like, I think he's just probably right. He's such an emotional guy that like losing the team losing brings him down. And I, I know a lot of people right now are like, Oh, this contract sucks. Hasn't even started yet. And I'm in that camp as well. But I think it's really important to keep in mind that if there is some sort of course correction that this team can make, you can definitely bring Miller back from that contract unlike the Miller and Erickson contracts, which are he's kind of being compared to. Right. Like, I think it's a very different contract than those contracts yeah. were. No, I agree with that. He could live up to the potential of that contract. For sure. He could. I'm just, he's not He's not a, a lost cause by any no, means. No, no. No, and even though it feels like it, you're right, he's not. And I, I think the one thing that's bothered me about him a lot is just his attitude lately. And you're right, if they were winning, it might be different. But I don't like the argument that it's just because he's an emotional guy. Because he coughs up the puck all the time, gives like point blank chances to the other team constantly. And when that happens, doesn't matter if we get scored on or not, he slowly kind of skates to the bench like he's all miserable and whiny. When someone else makes a mistake, he gets in their face, he screams, he slams a stick on the back of the net like he did with our third string goalie for misunderstanding something. I've, I've played with guys like that before though. Like, you know, like. Yeah, and did you enjoy it? Well, like by and large, was that a good experience? Is that someone you were happy to have on your team? I'll answer your question, but it's not really my point. Like, no, of course not. Like, you don't want a guy on your team who's clearly um, emotionally unstable. <laughs> but my my point was more along the lines of like those guys are their their play is so directly tied to the success of the team that when the team is playing well, they are your best players. And when your team is not playing well, they're your worst players. Right. So it's it's hard to say like, oh, if they were winning, you know, he's still bad defensively. It's like, I don't think he would be as bad defensively if the team was winning. Because I think he would care more and he would put in more effort. Yeah. You know? I can see that. I can and, see and that. It's crazy because like, we sit here and we talk about the Canucks every week and, and I love it. Like it's, it gives us a <laughs> chance. That's a lie. It, well, no. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm a Preds fan, but like I love talking about the Canucks because like I live here and, and I've been down this road a thousand times. But the fact is, is that we talk about this team every week and it's like, it almost feels like we're beating our head against the wall or kicking it or beating a dead horse again. I can relate to that. Every because, week. Because it's so obvious, right? The defense sucks. Yeah. Like wake up. Like what are we doing here sitting here talking about Miller? You know, like, yeah, he has not played well, but he's not a fucking defenseman, right? He's not a six foot nine right-handed shot defenseman that is a complete useless dud. He's not a 35-year-old washed up captain from Arizona who can't get the puck out of his own end. He isn't a five foot seven mobile defenseman who should be playing forward. You know, he's not a six foot one, 250 pound goon that they have on the top pairing, right? The defense is fucking broken, right? Like, we're wasting our time sitting here talking about Miller. 
right? Or talking about Spencer Martin because it's not the problem. The problem is this team has the worst defense in the league. All right? How they long have, have you the been worst bottling defense? that up? Yeah, I was going to say that. That's, that's, of, that came out so passionately. Like, how long have you been waiting to say that? Like I said, man, we talk about this team every week. Yeah. Whether I like it or not, <laughs> I've become a little bit more involved with the team over the last two years since we started doing the podcast. It's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I watch these games. I can predict exactly what they're going to do with the puck because they do the same thing every time. Yeah. Oh, the power play. Is right. Just like, like is horrible. Well, the power play, the zone entry, the breakout. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's fucking textbook. It's like none of these guys are enjoying what they're doing. You can tell in the, their body language, their interviews. The score on the fucking clock. Like, there's so many things that you just see this team is not enjoying themselves. And it sucks because I think there's a lot of pieces here and guys that would be successful. But unfortunately, the culture is just shot. Yeah. And I don't really know who to blame. I know that some people want to, you know, tear Aquilini a new one or or maybe blame it on Miller not having the right level of effort or Horvat being a bad leader. But at the end of the day, it's kind of got to fall on the blame of all of everyone equally. If you want a team to be successful, you need to set the culture. And if that means making a big trade or moving out a big piece, like I said last week or the week before, sometimes a trade like the Duchesne trade from Colorado years ago, where it wasn't really what they got back. It was what they got out. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes that's just what you need to shake up a room and change the culture. And I think that's what they need to do. They need they need something new. They need something fresh, something to look forward to. Because right now, what they look forward to is scoring a couple goals and then letting in a bunch of goals. I, I'm glad you bring that up because you know what's new and fresh, and I would love to have on this team. Take a guess; you'll probably get it right. Max Domi. No, <laughs> you know that also makes me mad because you know what? You're right. That did for me seem like a layup for years. He was <laughs> undervalued, underpaid. We could have brought him here. Yeah. But the whole purpose of that would have been to play with Horvat because they had wicked chemistry when they played for London. And they're best friends. Mm-hmm. Well, they were. Or I don't know if they are anymore. I believe but. they are still quite close. <laughs> okay. My point is, they would have been awesome to have playing together. And we could have maybe unlocked Max Domi's full potential as an NHL player. We didn't do that. And now it's like, oh, yeah, we could trade from. Fantastic. Horvat's leaving. There's no point in doing that anymore. Yeah. But thank you for bringing that back up. I'm glad I got to rant about how I was right about that. Alex, why don't you take a guess? Who do you think I want to bring in that's new and fresh? Does his name rhyme with Mantwilly? No. Okay. Mantwilly? <laughs> why, why was I thinking Willie Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we're missing. <laughs> no, I was thinking of Adam Fantilli. But no, you're talking about Connor Bedeed. What are you talking about? <laughs> the the bedozer. <laughs> I like that. And yes, I am talking about the bedozer, as you called him. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the other thing I was going to say that just cements my argument, I think, that this is the best time ever for this team to tank. We have a generational talent who's an open Canucks fan going first overall in this draft. The same year that everyone's saying we should blow it up anyway because this isn't working. That, like, it could not make more sense. I don't think it's going to work, though. How often does a franchise player go to their hometown team? Mitch Marner. LeBron That's James. That's not franchise, though. I'm talking I would David. Uh, LeBron James. Okay, that's NBA. <sighs> it hasn't. Ever. It doesn't happen. That's what I'm yeah. getting <laughs> to. It, it does. Um, okay, this, this 
isn't really franchise. Trevor Linden is not a franchise player. He's also not from Vancouver. No. He's is from, he not? Brendan no. Morrison. Definitely not a franchise <laughs> player. I was actually going to say Ryan Smith. Oh, yeah, he's from Edmonton. Yeah. Oh, cool. Or he's fr- he's from very close to Edmonton. Yeah. Like he's northern yeah. Alberta. Yeah. Right. Anyways, a franchise talent, franchise player, they just never go to their hometown city. Yeah, never. Right, but it would be really cool if it this would one be hundred percent. It would be yeah. really cool. It, it would make sense, and I'm not even. I remember before I made the argument about how he should pull a Lindros and whatever, and I still think that would be really cool. But <laughs> the other thing I'm saying is, if the Canucks tank, even if they don't get the first overall pick, if they land in the top three, and maybe Connor Bedard does say to the other team, like, "Hey, I do really want to play for Vancouver," we could flip our pick, and it wouldn't take much else to move up two spots. That's what I'm saying. You want to know fun stat? Yes, always. Uh, so there was a graphic that got put out about the Canucks uh, with their multi-goal lead losses. Okay. And the second team to have, or the second place team to have that many losses or whatever was like the Rangers uh, back in the 90s. Oh, okay. So or no, not- no, sorry. It was the Rangers in uh, like a couple years ago in 2019 or something like that. Okay. They had like uh, eight or something. Right. Uh, they ended up getting the second overall pick that year. Capo Caco. Yeah. Right. So, we have more losses. Yeah. Which means we have a better chance at getting the first right. overall pick. Also, connect cor- the dots. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Rangers win the second overall pick? Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 didn't, they yeah. didn't finish that low. Yeah, they no, they had down. to win they the pick. Way yeah. down, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then they got Lafreniere the year after or yeah. two years after. Uh, I think it was the year after, after yeah, because it was Jack Hughes and then Capocacco was yeah. twenty nineteen, so it would make Lafreniere twenty twenty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What second in twenty twenty? Yeah, Maddie Beniers. No, I thought he was third. Oh no, he was after Owen Power. I think I don't know who else was terrible that year. Twenty twenty draft was weird though because it happened in October. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, because of uh, cause that, that was the, the bubble year. Is that the one we watched? Oh, was that? Dal- no, Darlene went first. No, hey, Darlene was 2018. Hang on. I've got this. Is that the one that we watched in my basement? Yes. Because yeah. there, there was one really funny thing that happened yeah. during that. Because was that the Arizona car- or, uh, Coyotes, the the suits? suits? Suits. You guys remember that? When the Coyotes, the Coyotes went up to go to select, uh, it might have been last year's draft. But they were all wearing the same suit. Oh, it was this yeah, ugly yeah, yeah. ass suit, and everyone was like, "Oh, wow, it was a buy one get 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> it looks stupid. I, okay, I vaguely remember. Sorry. That. Okay, I, continue. Okay, yeah. no. When Jake came over to watch that draft at my place, they had Brian Burke on the panel because, like, that he was still doing that back then. He wasn't working with Pittsburgh yet. Yeah, and he had this thing where I guess he kind of jumbled his words together and he was talking about one pick. He was like, oh yeah, this guy's great, good old Canadian boy, grew up on the farm in Alberta, flipping tires and pulling tractors and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And and we rewound it because we were both like, did he just say he used to pull tractors <laughs> to train? <laughs> did they just draft like a Ford F-350? What did they get? Yeah. <laughs> a high motor player. Yeah, it was just the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, this is a good old Canadian boy pulling tractors in the yeah. summer. <laughs> yeah. Flipping tractors and pulling tires. <laughs> Flipping tractors. Yeah. Guy also, hit legs every day. Yeah. It was driving me nuts. I had to look it up, but it was Quentin Byfield that went second in 2020. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I had to look it up. That was killing me. 
Anyway. Completely forgot about him. The other thing I want to point out is you brought up um, the New York Rangers. There's a team that rebuilt properly. They yep. put out the letter in 2018 to their fans. Yeah, about uh, that. Not all that long ago. Yeah, no. And said, hey, we're going to rebuild. We, we don't believe we're going to get anywhere. We're going to rebuild. They did. And then they've made it to the third round twice since then? No. I think last year was the first year they made the playoffs. Hey, since they did the rebuild. And they got a franchise player that didn't want to play for the team that drafted them. Who are you talking about? Oh, you guys don't know that? Ooh. Yeah, wait, what are you talking wait, they about? Dra- hold on. They drafted a franchise player. No, another team drafted a franchise player that didn't want to play for them. So now plays on the New York Rangers. Panarin? No. No, Panarin Truba? was undrafted. <laughs> Who the hell are you talking Adam about? Adam Fox? Yeah. Oh, Adam Fox. Yeah. 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 He Who's, was drafted by Calgary. He, he did the same thing oh. VC did. Yeah. I respect that. But <laughs> I think, I think, but no, but I think he was traded to Carolina or something. And then that's where he said, nah, I'm not going to. Oh. Because I think he was a big piece in the Dougie Hamilton trade. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That, that could be Cause right. Because I think, I think what happened, oh, man, I'm going to eat my words if I'm wrong here, is I think Calgary drafted him. Then he won the. I know it's not the Heisman, the Hobie Baker. (laughs) And then, and then, uh, and they were like, okay, well, we're going to sign you. And he went, no. So they traded him to Carolina. He said, no. And then he went to fucking New York because apparently that's where they all go. (laughs) And then signed there. And then he won the Calder or the uh, Norris, right? Yep. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. That's what I would love it if Bedard did. If he went somewhere and was just like, no, I'm playing for Vancouver. That's where I want to go. You know, and and I could see him doing it because he's an open fan. Like, he has not tried to hide it at all. Can you remember a draft pick of any caliber in recent memory talking about how much they love their hometown team before they were drafted? Capocaco really liked New York. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful city. <laughs> wow, it's a nice <laughs> city. <laughs> Very nice city. Well, I mean, as crazy as it is to think that Bedard would tell a team that they don't want to play for them, they only want to play for Vancouver. When you really think about it, it's really not. Like, if he gets drafted to Arizona, he is the type of player where he could say, I'm not playing here. Yeah. And demand I think a most trade. players are the type of players that could say, I'm not playing here. No. I think you got to be a special player to be able to be like, get drafted to a team. Yeah, like, okay, a team yeah, would take yeah, a yeah, chance yeah. on you and be like, no, nah, not for me. Yeah. There's just, I don't know. I, and I think even for from the Canucks side, it would make sense, right? It, like, this ownership has proven they will do anything to get extra money. Jake brought this up with me before. Think about the merchandise that comes out of Connor Bedard. The jersey sales, the ticket sales, the the Regina Pats jersey sales. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. They're selling more than some NHL teams right now. Or think about if you look at all of the ticket sales for the Regina Pats road games. Yeah, they're all all sold out. They're all standing room only. (laughs) Yeah, same with their home games. Really? Yeah. I I, I didn't look at their home games. Every game they play this year has been sold out or almost sold out. That has never like, happened in the history of the WHL. I think that's Saskatchewan people, though. They are nuts over sports. Well, they have nothing yeah. to do there. They don't have a huge population, but, like, man, do they sell out sports. Honestly, that's an underrated place I think a team would do well. Oh, and there's so many <sighs> NHLers that come from Saskatchewan? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is Not only is it a big hockey market already, yeah. they have the Rough Riders that have, like, a 28 or 29,000. like that big? Oh, th- yeah, they have a big stadium, man. Yeah, there's, and no, well, there's nothing to do there. And that place is sold out every game they have and admittedly they don't have nearly as many games as there are in the nhl but they wouldn't need to draw as many people either they put it in a highly populated area of saskatchewan i think a team survives there very well 
I mean, the advertising revenue and stuff wouldn't be fantastic because there's just not that many people to market it to other than the people already in the stadium. And nobody would sign there. Yeah, Yeah, no, it'd be another Winnipeg. Just no one would want to stay. Winnipeg or Saskatchewan? Come on, man. We're... we're, That's like Jess's pizza argument. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who haven't heard this, my girlfriend thinks pizza from any pizza place is the same. That's pretty goofy. It, it is <laughs> it is goofy indeed. You know, I, I just don't think that people will be able to wrap their head around what that even means. Like, you have to talk to her about it in order to completely understand how I've, someone can possibly I've talked to her and it. I still don't understand. Like, okay. it's, she, she genuinely oh, believes God. that if you were to order pizza from... Panago or Domino's or Little Caesars or any of like the main pizza chains and you did a blind taste test, she's convinced you would not be able to tell which one is which, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Pretty goofy. Goofy, like beyond goofy. It's fucking stupid if you ask me. (laughs) What a goof! That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is the part of the show where I go out and find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. Bring up that story with the guys, and we have a chat about it. And this week, can I can I take your goof of the week? Can or, you take it? Well, like, I'll, can I do a, a a small goof of the week? I'm sure. trying to figure your out appetizer where this is goof. Going. Um, <laughs> what a goof! You have to say my intro. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we recently found out that. Oh, is it Greenland is a part of North America? Oh my God, this. Okay. And Marcus just does not think Greenland is a country because the population no, is no. too small. Okay. I didn't say it's not a country. I, yeah, said it doesn't, I said it doesn't count. Yeah, you said it doesn't count as a country because the population is too small. Okay, I just want to point this out because I looked it up. Greenland yes. as a whole, as a, as a country... Yeah. Has just over 5,000 people, or sorry, 50,000 people living there. Okay. The city of Coquitlam in the lower mainland has five times that many people living in it. Yeah. So we're talking about a country with a population one-fifth that of Coquitlam. Yeah. Well, I mean... And and they they, they brought this up because have you guys heard about the Three Amigos Summit that goes on between Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden, and the King of Mexico? The king of Mexico? Wait, I don't understand. El Chapo? <laughs> Wait, what? This was in Emma's world book. No, but I thought they said... No, because it was also in the news that they were talking about the Three Amigos Summit, which is where the three leaders of those oh, um, countries... Those yeah. And Emma made some comment like, well, where's the leader of Greenland? Uh, and then it was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, Greenland's part of North America. They said that's all three North American leaders. And that's when I said it. It was like, well, Greenland doesn't really count. Like, what, what opinions does well, Greenland... Well, first you were like, you idiot, Greenland is not a part of North America. Yeah, okay. Which I, I, I did back you up on, because I yeah, was like, that's this is an stupid. idiot, there's only three countries in North America. More you know, Greenland is part of North America. But it doesn't really count, that's what I was but trying to say. But that doesn't matter, it's still a country, no matter the population size. Nah. Like does, that, it, does, it, it work, does it work reverse, where they have a big population, but not a lot of land? What would that mean? Like, it's a country... With a lot of people, but not a lot of land. So would why you, would like that Japan? In, yeah, like would that still be considered a country to you? Yeah, what else would it be? I don't know. What else? What's Greenland? It's barely a city. <laughs> well, okay, this is kind of crazy. So you were talking about the population in Greenland, right? About being at 50,000. Yeah. So I wanted to look it up because I wanted to see exactly like what the best comparable is. Mm. So Greenland has 56,000 people that live in it. Right. 
Port Coquitlam has 58,000. And Port Coquitlam is like, you can walk from the the far end of Poco yeah. to the other end in like an hour and a half. Yeah, I've walked from I've walked from Pit Meadows to Coquitlam before. Well, that would and be like easy because that yeah. would be taking like, the Pit River Bridge. That's like yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah, it took a little bit longer, but like, <laughs> I guess I was he walking stopped, He stopped for somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. my point is nothing with the population of Port Coquitlam should be considered a country. Yeah. Yet it is. That's stu- okay. Now that's a goof. Okay, back to the original. Goof. Okay, yeah. So the biggest goof of the week this week comes from the NFL. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. Boo! Uh, yeah, I know. I'm happy about this. Too. I have no feelings. The, about Green, the Green Bay Packers. The so. Green Bay Packers, basically for the last few weeks of the season, had a cakewalk into the playoffs. They were beating shitty teams, whatever. And all they had to do was beat the lowly Detroit Lions to get into the playoffs. And they choked. Ooh. And so, it just got me thinking of, like, teams that get so close to making the playoffs, but just don't quite get there. I love the Lions. I I would have taken (laughs) them over the Seahawks. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the goofiest goof in the NFL. Wait, why? What did Aaron Rodgers do? Did he just have a bad game? Well, who would you compare Aaron Rodgers to in the NHL? Like in Marcus terms. Oh, can, can I? Man, add, that's can, tough. Okay, uh, I, I want to say I like limited, Patrick Kane, maybe. Okay, I was gonna say I have limited understanding of this, but can I take a wild guess? Yeah, go ahead. Nikita Kucherov before they got past the Blue Jackets. No, or like bef- no, that no. wouldn't work. I think no. Patrick Kane because like saw success in his career, but it was a long time ago. Pretty arrogant. But the thing is, is Patrick Kane's still really good. Yeah. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers is not. Well, he's good. He's well, just he on just, a bad team. Yeah. He's got no wide receivers. You know what? JT Miller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He kind of JT Miller has no past <laughs> success, though. Yeah. But no, just like, think of like, like yeah, Aaron Rodgers is very much a dick on, on his team. Kind of like JT Miller is. Yeah, he, uh, he, he's just, uh, he's on like the Green Bay Packers, which is just a team that's always been good. And it's like... Everybody in Green Bay loves the Green Bay Packers. And you don't see a lot of Green Bay Packers fans outside of Green Bay. Well, that's because the the city of, of, I think it's, whatever, the area of Green Bay owns the city. Or, sorry, owns the city. Owns the team. Oh, really? Yeah. The, it's like, oh, yeah, it's uh, like taxpayer funded or something, it's right? Something like oh, that. But yeah, that. it's like the, the people of the city own the team. There's no like, uh, there's no like Aquilini or whatever. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The government should buy oh, the God. Vancouver Canucks. We've have been over ever... this. That's a proven success story. My idea works. Have you and talked I, I about that on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I think that this is where I talked about it. Oh, man. That was one of the first few episodes. Uh, no, Alex, I think Alex I was, was here, here for yeah, it. I think I really? It was in this room about for the, sure. How the city should buy the team? Yeah. yeah, how the government should buy the team. Yeah. <laughs> well, they shouldn't. Yeah, because the government would actually benefit from them being successful. Yeah, your whole argument of like, oh, the tourism would go up or something. Yeah, tourism, like bars downtown would be full every night like they were when we were good. Yeah. Right, like that. that's the thing. The Aquilinis are motivated by the appearance of the team being good and saying, oh, look at this new player we brought in. Oh, we're good now. When they're not, the government would be fueled by saying, hey, look, they actually are good. Look, we made them good. Come out to clubs and or, uh, bars and watch them. Come yeah. buy tickets. Come buy merchandise. This, that, the other thing. That would be dope. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, but oh. instead they kind of tanked the team and 
plunged them into mediocrity forever. What you mean the Aquilinis did? Yeah. Yeah, right. But I'm saying my my idea, which everyone laughed at about the government buying them, it would work. I don't know. I think you, I'm going to have to have take a minute to think about that one. So why don't we take a break and uh, we'll dive back into some more hockey-related topics on the other side of the break right after a word from our sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here in Vancouver Boys Studios are all Beaver Buzzing. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Go. 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 (laughs) Welcome back to the second half of episode 88 of the Your Voice Podcast. Yeah, it's the second half. Time flies when you're having fun. Did we say episode 88? Time? (laughs) We're not doing it that way. (laughs) But we do have a brand new segment. That we do. And you know what? Now that Alex, the intern, scratch that producer, scratch that co-host, is now a permanent co-host. We thought it'd be a good idea to give him his own segment. We're not just going to rehash on an experimental or, basis. Yeah, we're going right, to see yeah. how this goes because I think I've had a couple segments. Yeah, you well, yeah. the first one was Smith takes. Yeah, I've had Smith takes. Crash had, and burn. Yeah, that was uh, did not go hilarious. Well. I love that. That's his origin story. But yeah, uh, uh, fakers and makers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, c- contenders or pretenders. Yeah, contenders, contenders and pretenders. pretenders. I like fakers yeah. and makers. Though. Yeah, that's and then. Uh, Recently, the the bottom five, whatever we called that, yeah, the, the check in, yeah, there was some check in thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, and none of those worked, so we're gonna no, try no, again. We're so we're gonna try. Yeah. We are one. really just throwing shit at the wall here and yeah. seeing what sticks. <laughs> I think this is the, I think this is the home run we've been looking yeah. for. However, we're not committed to the intro. Anyway, yes, this is a work in progress. All right, well, here we go. Let's let's see what Alex has in store for us this week. In gold star. <laughs> 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 that sounded like that, that sounded like a commercial for a really really low budget Chinese food place. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> Doesn't even make any sense. No. Oh. You gotta work with what you got. All right. So welcome to Alex. Hey, my segment. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my segment. What's it called? It's the gold star of the week. The gold star of the week? Yep. Okay. So every week I'm going to pick somebody that deserves a gold star. Okay. This week, the first gold star ever handed out. The inaugural gold star. Seems pretty obvious. Give it to the gold medal winners. Team Canada ah. winning the world juniors. That that one will stand the test of time too. Yeah. I, I'm really... In the future, we're going to have like trivia nights. And we're going to say what was the first ever... Alex Smith Gold Star. And everyone will remember. Do you remember the first ever Seattle Kraken goal scorer? Ryan Donato. That's right. <laughs> I, I honestly I had it in my head and then I lost it and I was like, shit, I hope Jake comes up with it now. <laughs> it was Donato though. Yes. Yeah, it was a backdoor pass, right? Against that, I don't remember what it looked like. I, think I just it was remember against Donato the Golden Knights. It. Yeah. Against the Golden Knights it was. in their first game. Yeah. I remember watching the game. 
Anyway, sorry for hijacking your yeah. segment. Yeah, anyway, okay, so. Cool, cool, cool. No, it's whatever. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah, World Juniors. It was, a, it was an interesting tournament. A lot closer. Like, Canada didn't really dominate besides Germany and Austria. Austria. Yeah, yeah Austria. Yeah. Which, I mean, they expected, but Chesnia. Chesnia. Came out. It's Chesnia, right? No. No, it's. You're, you're kind of. It's Czechia. a few different countries. It's but, Czechia. But yeah, Czechia is what it's called. It's or the Czech enough. Republic. Also, okay. But they're not the Czech Republic anymore. No. Also, I had my mom bring this up because she asked about that. She was like, why do they keep calling them Czechia? And I was like, well, that's the country. She's like, aren't, aren't, isn't it Czechoslovakia or Czechoslovakia? The Czechoslovakia was what the country was called before they had a civil war. Right. And I guess she just missed the memo on that one. She was yeah. like, what civil war? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the USSR isn't together anymore? <laughs> so the Czechs. Yes. yes. Came out and beat Canada right off the bat. Yeah. Crazy. Mm. I don't know how we didn't talk about any of the world juniors. Well, the first yeah. episode we didn't really, cause it was only like one game in. And then after that, it was right after the Canada oh, USA yeah. game and Tyler, and Tyler see hadn't seen it, it yeah. yet. So we couldn't spoil it for yeah. him. And then last week was, there was only one game left. Like no, last like week we was were the US game. Right. So we record, Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Something that's like right. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, ha- right. we haven't gotten a chance to talk about so it. So we'll but. we'll run through the games really quickly, and then we'll talk about the gold medal game. Sure. So, Czechs beat Canada. Don't think anybody had that coming, but looking at their roster, they were a pretty good team. Well, Canada did really have good. two Michigan attempts, so they did yeah. everything they possibly yeah. could <laughs> on the ice. It just didn't work out. Yeah, and then they went on to play Germany, I believe. Germany was the second game. Yeah, yeah, maybe, and yeah. decimated. Yeah, blew the Dard show. Then the Austria game, Bedard show. The whole World Juniors was the Bedard show. But, yeah, you get the confidence back with those two games. Uh, Then that fourth game, they play Sweden in a really good game. Anybody know anything that happened in that game? Because I don't remember. (laughs) I believe Canada did still win. Like, it was a multi-goal. Yeah, it it was like six to three or something. It was like Sweden scored a few times, but but Canada still had like a healthy win. Yeah. Uh, And then you go on and you play U.S., which no, you're missing one. I am. U.S. was the semifinal. You're missing the quarterfinal game that they won in overtime, probably their best game of the tournament. You're not. That was the one three. that, but uh, was that the one where Bedard scored the OT? Oh. Yeah, it did, and did the heartbreaker celebration. Finland, right? No, no. But holy cow, Finland was a fucking abysmal in this tournament. Yeah, yeah. They, they did, did not nothing. do what people thought they would. It's so no. weird. They're such a weird country. They're either really good or. Dog. You know what's a weird country? Oh, was it Slovakia? Greenland. Czechoslovakia. Huh? Was it Slovakia? There you go. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Slovakia. What an game. OT winner. Holy, yeah. doing that on a big stage. Yeah, it was awesome. I was really happy to see it. But yeah. So I felt so bad for Slovakia, though. I felt like yeah. if they had drawn any other team in the quarterfinals, they would have won at least bronze. Oh, yeah. They were a good team, man. We well, could yeah. say the same thing about uh, Finland and uh, Sweden having to play each other. I disagree. I, I, think think if, so. I think if Slovakia had played Finland or Sweden, they would have won. They they just looked like a better team, and and they had a little bit more physicality to their game. Because mm. that's the thing about these World Juniors, right? Is that like it ends up being a bit of an all star showcase. Yeah. But for the teams like Czechia, Slovakia, and even to a lesser extent like Germany and Austria, they're teams that have played together a ton, right? Because yeah. growing up they play together. Whereas like Team Canada is just guys from all over the country that come together. And they're just all the best players in the country. That's true, right? So I think um, if Slovakia had played Sweden or Finland, they're 
they probably would have had a better chance against them, and I think they probably would have won. Mm. Um, then the next game, the U.S. game. Crazy game. Two disallowed goals that would have made the game 3-3 and said the game ends up being 6-2, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thatcher Demko weighed in on that one, too. Oh, really? On, on his Instagram story. So, for those of you who either didn't see it or don't really remember... The first goalie interference call people were saying was really soft. Like it probably yeah. should have counted. Yeah, it was borderline. Was, and but what what came up was that IIHF rules were different from NHL rules in that case, and it had yeah. something to do with the player being in the crease before the puck was. Mm-hmm. There was like a technicality on that, which made it goaltender interference. Even though in the NHL, it probably would have counted. Well, there's so many uh, rule changes with the IIHF. Like watching some of the games, like even like the hits where like it would be a clean hit. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's like that one, yeah. And it's in like the, a five in a game. Yeah, it's a five in a game, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. There was one hit I think in the Czechia game, uh, the first one at least, where one of the Canadian players got a five in a game for like the weirdest, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. bo- like play against the boards. Yeah, it was weird. But but you know what? I think part of why they have that rule in place and why I think they should keep it there. What is the number one reason that teams are hesitant to send their players to that well, tournament? Yeah, it's about keeping them safe. Yeah. You, you don't want them to get injured yeah. playing in what is ultimately for an NHL team, a meaningless tournament, yeah. right? Th- that's why. Which and like every player is giving it their all. Exactly. Yeah. And so I see why they keep the rules the way they are. Is they are trying to limit the physicality because if they let it go any further, teams are going to be just that much more hesitant to send players there. No, which it, I guess brings up an opportunity for us to talk about the player that did get injured. Um, I forget his first name. It's Kirby Doc's younger brother, though, right? It's Colton. Colton Doc. Yeah. That's yeah. his name. Man, that felt so bad for that guy. Like, it seemed like such a, a throwaway hit, and he just completely... What, did he break his upper arm or something like, like that? I thought he, like, dislocated his yeah, shoulder I thought he or something. That's what it, it looked like to me, but I thought it was actually, like, a break. It, it was... Ba- like, the way you see him go off the ice is actually very uncommon. Like, you yeah. don't often see people go clenching themselves yeah. the way that he is also you could hear him screaming yes like he was it was, he was it's, it's unsettling yeah yeah for sure but it was good to see him eventually when canada made it to the gold medal game and win the game he was out there on the ice celebrating with the boys oh, of course yeah it's good to see but i do think we need to talk about that gold medal game because okay. they almost pulled at canucks they really almost yep. lost it yep. they i think almost it was like two themselves. goals in two minutes in the third period yeah, yeah. like man like, and honestly, they had the momentum for the rest of that game too, oh, or yeah, until the overtime. Until yeah. the overtime. I, I want to say like, I was at work, so I didn't get to see the game, but I did get to see the overtime. And from what I saw, like, I think Slovakia or sorry, I think Czechia had one chance. It was like yeah. all Canada in the overtime. I yeah. think if the overtime was five on five, it would have been way closer. Yeah, been I think story. just the Canada's Maybe. talent really showed up with it being three on three with yeah. just the amount of ice they could play with and all that. Which, again, why was it three on three? Yeah, I don't get that either. Like, it should just be, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but should it not just be endless five on five? Like yeah, playoffs? no, it yeah, should I, be. I, I see where you're coming from, and I partly agree, but there's another part of me that's like, they just stopped making the gold medal game a shootout. Yeah. Like, they, you know, if they're going to get to that point, it's a transition. They were never going to jump from the shootout straight to five on five. Yeah. I, I will take three on three over the shootout any day, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would like to see eventually it get to be a five on five. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. 20 minutes of three on three. It's just like, what's the point? Like it's going to be done within like 
five, 10 minutes. Yeah. I, like I get when they do that for something like the bronze yeah. because the bronze has to be played before the gold and yeah. they have to like time slot it. Right. Yeah. Like they can't let the bronze medal game go to three overtimes. And well, like the whole thing with the NHL is to get the game over with quicker. Yes. And it's the a NHL medal also game. It, uh, off topic, but the NHL needs to get rid of the shootout too. It should be really? a, yeah. Endless three on three. I like the shootout. But that's the, only, like there's only no way they can do endless. There's no, there's no way they can do endless during the season, at least. No. Or, or do 10 minutes, 10 minute break, 10 minutes back. Again, uh, they can't do that. Why? Because of TV constraints. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They overlap games all the time. No, I like the shootout. It, it's always going to be a part of it, I think. Yeah. And it's too I fun. I don't like it. I, I don't like it. It's, it's just a skills competition to, if this to is destroy the, real points in the standings. If this is the conversation we're going to have, let's have this conversation. So the, the debate is shootout. Should we keep it or not? I, I'm in favor of just abolishing it for three on three. Three on three is some of the most entertaining, like heart pumping. And I, I know it like heart pumping hockey. You can watch it. You yawning for your one to talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> it's just, I three on three is more entertaining than a shootout is. Just bottom line, it, right. it it brings you to the edge of your seat more than a shootout ever will. Maybe maybe this is my my childhood TSN top ten shootout moves. <laughs> Merrick through. Malik, yeah, but it, it's just so entertaining seeing how creative guys can get in the shootout. Oh, okay, then I counter with this: they need to take away a bunch of rules from the shootout. The the thing that they got Mason Raymond did the spinorama all the time. Yeah. Then two years later, they went, nope, can't do that anymore. Yeah, like they they saw entertaining things happening and went, no. Uh, the spinorama was kind of a, it was kind of a unfair because basically all it did was box the goalie out. Like, okay, it, then why didn't more players do it? Like think, you can't always execute it. Well, I think for one, when players started doing it, they went mm, no. So then you didn't really see it legal for that long a time. Also, it takes quite a bit of skill to do a spinorama. Um, yeah, here's the thing. Here's the main argument I want to make about the shootout. And it's just that it promotes a different kind of player. Like, if you are Trevor Zegris, right? You've probably practiced shootout attempts for hours and hours and hours in your life. And that has made you a different kind of hockey player, right? Like, the way right. he plays has a lot to do with all the time he spent crafting his skills at being a shootout or being a, a shooter in the shootout. I think his hands, the way he sees the net, um, just the way players are is is fundamentally changed because of the incorporation of a shootout. Another big problem with the NHL is about reaching a whole new audience and like getting NHL out there to to make it uh, more seeable. Like yeah, that's hockey. a really good point. And yeah. I feel like the most entertaining thing that you could see just a clip of and for people that don't know hockey to really be like, wow, that was really cool is like a crazy shootout move. Yeah. But like as an actual hockey fan, seeing like Connor McDavid in three on three, go from end to end and deacon out all three of the players. He makes it look so easy to where people on the outside are like, Oh, well like he's just faster. Even though there's so much more to it where if you take the shootout and you go to like a, like a Mike Ribeiro where he goes between the legs with mm -hmm. one stick around the goalie. Like that's just like a clip that could yeah. go viral. And it, you can compare it to, like, a dunk in the NBA or a Hail yeah, Mary in yeah. the NFL, right? Like, those are exciting, and they happen every night, right? Penalty shots didn't happen every night before the shootout. Yeah. Now they do. I, I get it. Like, I, I get why it was implemented. I just personally think three-on-three three is better because the other thing is with the shootout, we're kind of running out of things to do here. 
right? Like it, you, there's no more crazy moves you can really pull off other than just stick handling really well. See, you say that. Did you ever think that there was going to be a guy to lift the puck up from behind the net and score top corner? That was not in a shootout. I, I know, but did you ever think like that wasn't going to happen? Like somebody's going to come in and do a crazy shootout move that everyone's like, how did nobody think of that? Also, can I just add to this? For me, I will never get tired of watching a guy go bar down on a shootout or like posting in. No, but you, or or faking the goalie out and 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 you know totally dancing him. Like, but you can do that not, in three on three too. Well, you get breakaways. Same, it is can, the same because there's no, way more time can, and space. But you can take your time in a shootout where. In yeah, it's three on three, you have guys like always going after you. Like you can't take your time slowly and stick handle like fourteen times in front of a goalie and make a goalie look absolutely stupid. Yeah. Also, when you're on a breakaway in a three on three, you're not slowing down to make a move. Yeah. Like you got a guy on your yeah. ass. Like you are flying. You're also dead. Yeah. You're so you probably don't have the, the you, you don't have the skill or not the skill, but you don't have the uh, energy to be able to pull out these crazy moves. Yeah. The finesse and the ice on like the. Like, I like how they, like, do the strip right in the middle so you have that clean ice that you can do. Yeah. Because me and Jake have played three-on-three, three and we know how hard it is to move a puck <laughs> on <laughs> fucking shit ice and snow everywhere. Hey, yeah. I've played four-on-four, four actually, and five-on-five. Five. So, <laughs> was that your big thing you wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah. How did we not talk about that? No. Well, okay. So, yeah, there was a topic I wanted to bring up tonight, but it's kind of on a different note. Like, it's, it's not a lighthearted thing at all. It's just something that I think really needs to be given some attention. And it was the Pittsburgh Penguins this week uh, in between their games against the Canucks and the team they played before was uh, the funeral for Chris Letang's father in Montreal. And I think it was really cool how after their game against, I forget who they played, I think it might have been the Rangers or something, um, and flying back to Pittsburgh to play the Canucks, the entire team flew to Montreal to join Chris Letang for the funeral of his father. And man, when I saw that, I just, like, how can you not, you know? Um you know, we, yeah. Anyway, I just I thought this was a really cool gesture was a very by the classy team. Classy move. For yeah, sure. I didn't classy. Know this was a thing, but it sounds quite like yeah, very nice. Like I can't imagine very being Chris Letang and and having your entire team there for you. Like that must have been moving for the guy. Yeah, you know. And so I just want to say, you know, props to whoever made that happen, because that that's really classy. That's an organization with a good chemistry locker room. Well, you, you talk about leadership in the NHL, right? Who's the leader in the yeah. Pittsburgh Penguins locker room? Everyone knows this. Chris right? Letang. Evgeny Malkin. And Sidney Crosby. Three of the best leaders in the NHL, right? I, I, it is not a coincidence that this happened on that team. Emma Schmidt takes looking pretty good right now. What, Louis Louis <laughs> No, Emma's Schmidt take. Oh, Emma's. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought we were talking about yeah. Louis Deming too. I was like, what the fuck? He's not even there anymore. Spicy pork and broccoli. Let's go. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, yeah. It, that's just like, that's a, a, a top organization, top teammates, top team, yeah. that a role model team, if yeah. you, you could say. Yeah. If it, I This brings me back to Yulin with the boys when we had my grandpa on and I asked yeah. him if he would cheer for any other team, you know, and he said no. And of course, like, I feel like I wouldn't either, but if I had to pick another team over the past, like in the course of my lifetime, don't it would, say Pittsburgh. Yeah, it would be Pittsburgh. No, what? they said it would be Montreal. No, I, Montreal is my second favorite team, but I'm saying if I had to pick a team to cheer for, like that, that was going to be my team and I could have redone my life that way, it would have been Pittsburgh, right? They had three cups in, in six years. Fuck off. They, they did. They One did. They didn't deserve why? Why didn't early, they deserve it? It's an early whistle. Everyone knows that. 
Yeah, they also know that they still beat the shit out of you. Yeah. So, I wasn't that, on the team. Okay. My point <laughs> also is that they did, they it did. sounds like you were. Kelly Arncroke <laughs> was the first line center, all right, man? Like, okay, one way or great. Doesn't matter. They won. My, my point is I would cheer for them not just because of that, but because that is a team I would be proud to cheer for just because of the personnel on that team. You don't hear about bad things happening behind the scenes in Pittsburgh or locker room riffs or stuff like that. You have one of the the generational talent from the last generation, right? Known as being one of the best leaders in hockey. You have an organization run by Mario Lemieux largely, right? You They did things the right way. And I would be proud to say that I was a fan of that team if I was. I'm still a proud Canucks fan, but for different reasons. I'm proud of myself because I'm still a Canucks fan. I'm not proud of being one. I won't get into you about the the nitty gritty of the Pittsburgh Penguins history because I'm sure there's say, some stains I on that. I feel like resume. there is something that we're missing. Yeah. I'm probably going to feel really stupid. Well, the Do one you, big thing I'm thinking about is the concussions with Crosby and them rushing him back and him getting hurt again. And mm. so there's a bit of issues there that you, you know, I'm not trying to say that they're perfect. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. if you look at the NHL, they are run correctly. Yeah. Right? The way that they built the team, the way that they sure, kept yeah. the team yeah. together. They, they are like what, the Canucks would have been like in my early childhood if they had proper owners. Well, you know what? Jim Rutherford is the president of hockey operations in Vancouver, and he did have a huge hand in building that. So Right, but he also had their owners. Now he has our owners. Anyway, I, I kind of want to yeah. get back to the original topic here, which is just the, the fact that you know these guys made this decision, they went and they supported him, and I think it actually even speaks even more to the fact that they did this completely out of... Um, camaraderie towards crystal tang because alex mentioned he didn't even hear about it right this wasn't a pr stunt yeah this wasn't them trying to make themselves look like the good guys here right they did this because they genuinely wanted to support their guy and i can't respect them enough for that that was awesome so way to go boys um you get a gold star from me this week (laughs) wow you like my i like it so much i like it gold star (laughs) there's too much energy in that gold star sorry yeah, you, you got to be, like, bored as hell when you say it. Okay. <coughs> gold star. That was pretty good. That was very Alex Smith-esque. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> you sounded like you didn't want to be here. Great job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of reasons why I won't want to be here, um, let's move on. There's one more topic which we have to talk about. But, sorry, sorry, sorry. Fantastic segue <laughs> because I know what's coming. But that, that, was, that was a Tyler-esque segue. Thank you. You want to imitate me next? Uh, so there's something I want to talk about. Wow. Is that me? <laughs> Tried to be. Um, anyway, so David Poyle, uh, he came out and made some comments. Who's David Poyle? You have to remember, our, our listeners have no idea who you're talking about. I don't know who he is. Well, if you were born in between 1998 and present day, then the entirety of your lifetime, he's been the GM in Nashville. And if you were born in... That guy sucks. And if you were born in between 19... (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Wow. Stomped him dead in his tracks. I watched him file through all the arguments and go, no, no, not now. Not now. As I was saying, if you were born in between the years 1976 and present day, then he's been a GM in the NHL. So he's been around a long time. Who's he the GM of before Nashville? 
The Washington Capitals. Really? Yeah, we all know how much success they had between 1976 and 1998. 76? I think it was 76. This guy's old. Yeah, he's like in his 80s. Jesus. Yeah. I can double check that stat, but I'm pretty sure it was 1976. He started being a GM in 76. I think he he was promoted to assistant GM in 1976 for the Washington Capitals. I can double check, though. Um, Wow. And they were horrible back then. Uh, yeah, they were. Okay, we need to cut some of this out in case I'm wrong. I'm actually going to keep it all in and then play the clip of you saying that, just so everyone knows. Okay, great. Making me look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> Alex already did. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> I don't know. It just came to me. Um, you sounded so passionate, dude. <laughs> like, this guy sucks. <laughs> all right, well, I can't find exactly when he was hired as AGM. But it's not the, on the David Poyle Wikipedia. It's not, page. unfortunately. But weird place where I found this. NHL.com slash Washington Capitals history. Um, the hiring of David Poyle. On August 30th, 1982, um, they announced that they had hired 33-year-old David Poyle as general manager. 33? Yeah. So he was 33 when he was either hired or promoted to yeah. general manager in 1982. Young Sean McVay. What? Sean is a head coach. Yeah, but LA. he was he's only like 36. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, on the Super Bowl team, there was a guy who was like there was a couple guys older than him and yeah. he was coaching them, yeah. which I always think is funny. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so he's been a GM forever and you know, because of that fact, he's made a lot of good moves. Most of them by accident and some of them <laughs> what do you not mean by so great. Accident? Well, I mean for Christ's sake, like I feel like you I, guys have made a lot of really good deals, or at least he has. Like that Seth Jones deal good. Uh, it was okay. When you look at it now. I mean, he's making... Okay, well, the, the deal was Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson, one for one. And uh, to be honest, over the last 10 years, I think I'd rather have Seth Jones. Yeah, contracts um, aside. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. yeah. He's he's made some significantly good moves, but he's also made some horrendous moves. Well, he's been your GM for 20 years. That's that's yeah. life. Uh, at least he 25. makes moves. Huh? He, has, he makes big moves, which is he, always fun. He does make big moves. He makes very, very splashy moves. Like yeah. They all make a big splash, yeah. right? Whether that's trading Ryan Ellis, trading for, for Ryan Subban. McDonough, yeah, like he's not for afraid Subban, to do it. Right? Erat and Lada for Forsberg, which is arguably, a lot of people say it's a top five trade in NHL history. Police. Um, yeah, right? So he's made, he's Maybe made some good moves. Maybe this guy doesn't suck. But, you know, he's, he, like I said, he's, <laughs> he's made some good moves. Okay. But... One of the moves which might come back to haunt him in a big, big way is giving up Ellie Tolvanen on waivers for absolutely nothing to the Seattle Kraken. Because in six games, Ellie Tolvanen has five points already. Yes. How Uh, old is Ellie Tolvanen? Ellie Tolvanen is the same age as Elias Patterson. So what is that? 24? 23? 23, 24. Yeah. Yeah. So they were drafted in the same draft. And the thing about Ellie Tolvanen, which like really just makes me salty, is they got him in the draft right after they made the cup final. So they had like the 30th pick, right? Right. So going into that draft, I thought to myself, eh, you know, they'll get some bum. He'll, you know, come in and out of the lineup, probably spend most of his time in the AHL. And ironically enough, that's what he ended up doing. However, Ellie Tolvanen was projected to go top 10 in that year's draft. And he slipped? A lot of people had him slotted to go 10th overall. And he kept slipping and kept slipping and kept slipping. And then the Preds took him at 30th. And I thought to myself, wow, like they could really have a steal here. And the reason why he slipped is because he had an attitude issue. And so I thought, okay, well maybe, you know, they can get that sorted out. He can grow up a little bit. 
And Ellie Tolvanen kind of did that, right? Like he definitely matured. He was playing with really good players. He was playing on like the the third line, but I mean, he, he had some second line minutes too. And what really, really sucks for me to see after all this is that the Preds yet again draft a player with a ton of potential, don't develop him, and then lose him for virtually nothing. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Yeah, believe me, been there. Yeah. Right? Look at Adam Gaudet, Hobie Baker winner. Look at Mikey DiPietro at one point was considered one of the best goaltending prospects in the NHL. I think I need to make myself a little bit more clear. Because those players, although you're right, they were drafted with a lot of potential, didn't turn into anything after the, the Canucks lost them. Think about Kevin Fiala. Right. I, right? See, where, I see where you're coming from. Like okay. These are guys that, that clearly were just tinderboxes, just waiting to go. And the Preds just couldn't do anything with them. Jalen Chatfield. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not trying to pick a fight with you here. I'm just no, saying. No, no, like, no, I know. I'm trying it, to pick a fight with you. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> it's just, it's it's so frustrating to see your team, like, have these players who clearly have all this potential. The entire league knows they have potential. Like, even think about how they have Cody Glass right now, right? Like, he could turn into a player, but it just ain't going to happen with the Preds. And it's really frustrating. Player development there needs needs some attention for sure. No, that would be tough. It's always tough when you when you know that you have somebody that is going to be a good player, just not on your team. Mm -hmm. Like what we always talk about with Brock Besser, how everybody yeah. says when we trade him, he's gonna explode. Mm -hmm. And it's like how how do you get that return and convince the other team, like, hey, once you get this guy, he's gonna do really well, yeah. but he's not doing well right now. Or how do you get him there without having to trade him? Right? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Is like, how do you take these players with all this potential and all this poise and all this power and then just like never be able to do anything with them? I think it has to do partly with culture, but I mean, there has to be some sort of personnel thing going on. I was going to say, I feel like as much as I feel like a lot of like Canadians and Americans really love Nashville and that environment, mm -hmm. but maybe the Europeans... And like people overseas just don't maybe gel as well in Nashville. Okay, well, I, I could be completely wrong. Well, there. yeah, because the first two people that come to mind are Philip Forsberg and Roman Yossi. You got a, a Swiss yeah, and a I guess Swede, that's true. right? Like, and even Pekka Rinne and UC Soros, they're gods. For Christ's sake, one's getting a fucking statue. Like, I don't think that's really part of it. <laughs> you but, can't really use that. Well, all, but look, you guys like to joke about it, but like, no, Pecker Rene, if it goalie. weren't for him, Nashville might not still be in Nashville, right? Do you think like, David Poyle will get a statue? Probably. He almost should. Like, yeah. And I'm saying that unironically. Yeah, no, probably. Like, there like, cannot be a lot of 25-year, 10-year GMs yeah. for one team in the NHL. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, when you think about the Nashville Predators, you can't not think about David Poyle. I mean, I can, but you're right. Say, if you're, I didn't if, know this if, guy if, until you, you said his name today. Yeah, if, if you're a Predators fan, you're probably correct. Yeah. If yeah. you are anyone else, you probably don't know who he is. Yeah. I don't know if we have any Preds fans who listen to the podcast. We don't. But, well, Jake, I know, Jake, I, hey, I know there's don't. that one guy on TikTok that always comes through, and he's a Preds fan. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he listens. And, and for those of you that that are at least curious about the Predators. There's a lot there. Send Jake a DM. Okay, he wait, hold on, hold on. wants to tell you uh, about. This is, a, this is your official invitation to join the Nashville Predators fan base. What do you mean? Like, to, to tell our fans to come join. Like, this is your, this is your reasoning. <sighs> Jesus, man. 
well, they're not doing the best this season, so this isn't really when I want to be doing it. But Have you ever wanted to cheer for a team that, that has clearly on the decline, <laughs> has a bunch of banners? Um, no, okay, fine. If you want me to sell why I'm a fan of the team, like I can do that whenever. Just like I know you can, to, Marcus. I know you can sell the team. Like done it many times. Exactly right. Like there is a ton of reasons to be a fan of your favorite team because, like. That's why you become a fan of the team. You can say that for almost any team in the exactly. NHL. And, what, and, and all fans will have their reasons. What was your reasoning? Um, NHL 06. I, I have told this story a few times, but hey, I'll, I'll tell it again. I don't think I know it. So when I was in uh, when I was in like the middle school age, I, I never went to middle school, but when I was you know that age, mm. um, a bunch of my friends and I, we loved playing street hockey, and, and we'd all go back to my place after school, and then we'd, we'd play street hockey, and whenever it would get dark, it would be like, you know, we live in Vancouver, so it didn't, gets dark didn't at like street four. hockey have a name or something? Oh, for God's sake. The, this is fun. Was it like the J-O-H-L or yeah, something? Yeah, it was wow. called the J-O-H-L. <laughs> yeah, it was called Jake's Outdoor Hockey League. <laughs> yeah. Gary Bettman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all my. <laughs> I guess I can tell the story about that. So every Friday after school, um, we'd all go back to my place and play Jake's Outdoor Hockey League. And uh, we had this one guy who... He played ice hockey with me. He was my D partner. And for JOHL, he played goalie. And so we would just all split up. We never had to worry about who wanted to be goalie because he'd always just go in net. And we'd play from like 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Or at our high school, every the last Friday of every month, we had a half day. So there were some days where we would go from like 1 p.m. all the way to like 6 p.m. Okay. And just play outside. But anyway, in like December and January, it would get dark around like, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock. And so instead of all the guys just going home, we'd all go into my basement and we'd fire up my Xbox. And I don't mean like Xbox 360 or Xbox. I mean like Xbox, like the first Xbox, yeah. right? And uh, I only had a few games, but one of the ones I had was NHL 06. And we would just have tournaments and we'd play NHL 06 for hours. And guys would, you know, some guys would leave at 6, some guys would leave at 8.30. Like we'd just hang out. And, and play NHL 06. And I remember that year, the Predators had the two fastest players in the game on their team. And it was Steve Sullivan and Paul Correa. And I just remember playing with those guys and just having so much fun. And, and NHL 06 was the game where the right stick was like the skill stick. Oh, that was the so, year they introduced it? No. So the, the right stick being the like... Um, like where you manipulate the stick, yeah. like the way it is now, that didn't come in until I think 07 or 08. Yeah, it wasn't sure like trigger or something. Shooting was just B. Like you press B to wrist shot, you hold down B to wind up and take a slap shot. That's oh, what it weird. used to be. Um, but if you had a player that was a star, they could do these like skill moves. And if you moved the right stick in any direction, they would do like a skill move. Oh, uh, I see. Anyway, so my friends and I, we just love playing that game, played the hell out of it. And I would always pick the Preds because they had those fast players on the team. And uh, this also happened to be like a year or two before the Canucks played the Preds in the playoffs. So when that series came around, I remember watching the Canucks and this was right after the, they slayed the dragon, right? Like this is yeah. literally the series after that. The city is just buzzing. Everyone loves the team and everyone's <laughs> watching every game. And this guy's like, like nah. Nah. Here's, the yeah, the fuck these guys. here's the thing Paul though. Where's Paul Korea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get him out who's of the that, hospital and out of the bench. statue looking guy in that down there? <laughs> Brick wall. Um, but anyway, so uh, I remember watching that series, and you got to remember, my father is a diehard Bruins fan, and at this time, the Bruins were obviously in the playoffs too, mm -hmm. and uh, as we would later come to find out very well, and so I remember, you know, my dad didn't cheer for the Canucks, so in, as a matter of fact, my dad was actually most of the time cheering against the Canucks, 
And uh, and I thought that was kind of funny. And so I would watch games with him. And we kind of bond over the fact that, ah, the Canucks suck. They're not going to win. And uh, and so I remember watching the Preds series with them. And, and the Canucks were clearly the better team. And obviously they ended up winning in, what, six games? Um, they swept you, but yeah, okay. Was it a, not a th- I thought it, it was... It was a sweep. They won it in game four in Nashville. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that thing that um, Ryan Kessler did where he scored that goal yeah, and yeah, like yeah. split the D, that was game three, I believe. Okay. In Nashville, and we bu- we won both games at home, and then we won in Nashville. Okay. Well, anyway, I just remember watching that series and thinking, like, you know, Nashville isn't the best team, but they're also not the worst. Like, they've got some players. They had Shea Weber in his prime, Pekka Rene in his prime, and I just, I don't know, I thought it was kind of a cool team to follow, and so I started following them really closely, and then in, like, 2013 and 2014, I used to work at uh, an ice arena, and I would listen to the games while I would work. So, because because there used to be this thing called the Preds app, and they would have like the radio broadcast through the app. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And so I would listen to the games on the radio while I worked, and uh, and yeah, which <laughs> might get me might have got me in trouble back then, but now I can admit it. But uh, yeah, and and like that's how my kind of like fascination with the team grew. And then I don't know how does anyone fall in love with the team? You just follow it, you know? Yeah, I didn't have a choice. Yeah, I, I was kind of born into it, and like I'm I, I'm happy with it. Like I, I love the yeah. bond it gave me and my family, but. Yeah, I don't know, Alex. What what kind of? It drew you to the flames. <laughs> yeah. just, you're just talking about the the pred app. Yeah, <laughs> just like <laughs> predator app. Yeah, <laughs> just, just does not sit well. No, yeah, you know, like Gaylord Studios <laughs> apps for predators. Yeah, yeah, they really didn't think about the marketing of that. The predators <laughs> playing in Gaylord Arena. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. find the app. It's like where's the gay preds? <laughs> anyway, yeah. How did I become a fan of Calgary? Yeah. Uh, well, Marcus was a fan of the Canucks, and we needed somebody, or I needed to not be a fan of the Canucks and be a fan <laughs> of somebody else. And uh, Jack Campbell was not doing too well, so yeah, swapped over. How did you actually start cheering for the Canucks as a kid, though? Was it just like they were kind of just there, yeah, so you just cheered a for them? Canadian kid growing up, and you have a home city. And my grandpa having season tickets. Uh, really uh, yeah, helps. that would that mm, would yeah. tie in for sure. Yeah. That was big with our family to too. With yeah. My grandma and my aunt had seasons, so it was just you'd get yeah. invited once in a while. Yeah, I think the Green Men really brought me in too. Yeah, they were funny. Guys. It's, it's it, crazy eh? to me that like the best marketing tools that the Canucks have, they like to just stomp and crush and destroy and yeah. end. You know, yeah, like they really don't think about. Nah, this might be a good opportunity for us to grow our brand. Nope they had they had the um, the ushers that were at the top of that section yeah. had special instructions that they were supposed to read off to the green men if they were to see them come in to tell them you can't stand on the boards, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't hold up sign. Like yeah. they had rules that they would give them, and it was like, really, you're gonna put these guys on a leash? Yeah, like that's that's the marketing plan here. Yeah, uh, I think it also helped the fact that growing up to where you get to the age to where you kind of like really understand hockey and the, and like the NHL and everything. Like I was 10 years old when they went to the Stanley cup finals. Right. So it's like, that's really like where you kind of become like a diehard fan. Like if they weren't like, if they were doing what they were now when I was 10, probably would have started cheering for somebody else. I was actually going to ask you this because it's something I've noticed. Do you know a lot of people younger than us that cheer for the Canucks? I, I can't think of a lot. Yeah, I don't know too many. Like, I remember when I was growing up, like, from late elementary school to, like, the end of middle school, that was a big deal. Like, yeah. watching Canucks games yeah. and stuff, people would invite each other over to their houses to just do that after school. That was, was like, like, 
part of your childhood. Yeah, it was all the talk the next day when the Canucks would play and you go to school the next day and talk about the game. Exactly. Or go and try to reenact stuff during like recess or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that happens anymore no. because there's nothing the for... Kids don't y- even go outside anymore. All right, that's that old, <laughs> fucking old ass man. <laughs> don't. I don't know. Okay, well, here's the argument I have is I still see, you know, on TikTok and Instagram and, and shit, like there are still young fans. But I think they're fans for different reasons than we were when we were kids. Like, we fell in love with the team because we watched them. We watched them be great, right? We watched the Sedins reinvent what it meant to move the puck. And you know what I mean? And, and, and I think kids nowadays are falling in love with the team because their parents did. You know? Yeah. And I think that they're, like, kind of sharing some of that, that attention that they had to the But game. that doesn't last, though. If this team gives you nothing to cheer for, it's not going to last. Like once those once those kids get to be fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, they're going to start cheering for the Caps or the Ducks, right? Or the teams that have those those talented players. Yeah, why wouldn't you? That's a good question. Who do you think is going to be like the next like the next generation growing up? Who's going to be like that favorite team? That's not like hometown. Well, growing gets Bedard. (laughs) No, I wouldn't even say that because like growing up, I think it was pretty much like. Pittsburgh was a big one because yeah. Crosby came in pretty early, yeah. right? The the Blackhawks were big because they started their runs in like 2010. The Blackhawks, you got OV on the or on the Capitals, yeah. but even then the Caps weren't that good of a team growing up. No, but know? that's more of like a OV fans. I remember when yeah. I was in high school, it was actually Edmonton, and before they had McDavid. Because they really? had, yes, because they had all those first overall picks. Oh, they had like Taylor that, Hall, Nugent Hopkins. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so a lot of people were thinking, oh, like these guys are going to be good. So if I get on the bandwagon now. Yeah, I won't seem like a yeah. bandwagoner in a couple of years from now. Exactly. I, I think the next one is going to be Montreal or Anaheim. I think I it'll be one of them. Anaheim. I think a lot of people think with McTavish, right? Zegris, more than likely Bedard. They've got the best odds. You, you know what an underrated one is though? Ottawa. That they are a team that could really, right. they could really pull it together. Too. Top right. five yeah. team in the next five years, yeah. guaranteed. It's not happen. Yes, was, it is. You better start saying four. Because we're into that year. Yeah, so okay, I'll start saying four after this season. Then. <laughs> Another team growing up that was like, I feel like a lot of people cheered for. At least I did. I remember because I on Facebook, you know, when you have your likes and your interests. Yeah. The Canucks and I had the Tampa Bay Lightning as my other one. Yeah, that's because a good that one. was when Stamkos was scoring 60 and they had... Marty St. Louis and Brad Richards. Tyler Johnson. Yeah, like all these guys. Like they were a wagon of a team. Yeah. And fun to watch. Stamkos, one of the biggest what ifs with injuries. Yeah, like what what if he never got injured? Yeah. Yeah. Or wasn't injured as much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that we bring that up because we keep seeing that ad on TV right now. If you guys have seen it, the next golden era is now. Have you guys seen that ad on TV? No. The the NHL keeps playing. It's like an NHL ad. And it shows like clips of Gretzky and Lemieux. Oh and yeah, 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 I've seen that. And then it's showing these clips of McDavid and Matthews and McKinnon and McCall, like all these really great players, and saying, you know, stop talking about the golden era from back then. Ovi is about to break the goal record. Yeah, like the next golden era is now. Well, I mean, you look at Gretzky, Canadian center, playing for Edmonton Oilers, and then you look at Mario Lemieux, who was younger. Uh, very hyped. Another Canadian center, and then you have McDavid, and you got Bedard. Like, yeah. there's there's a world where we see another Gretzky and Lemieux. Yeah, that kind of a situation. Yeah, like yeah. like it's a whole new NHL, but you still have like the the same characters, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you get those same guys. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I see what you mean. You, you know, we've jumped into a lot of this, and, and it's been awesome, and I've enjoyed doing it, but I think we're at that time yeah. of the show. Did you say time? Where, where we have to jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Into in, the inbox. Yeah. All righty, so we've got quite a few questions in the inbox, so let's try to keep our, our answers brief. But um, One word answers only. Yeah. Um, one word, did you say? Yeah. Sure, yeah. One, one word answers only. Okay. When do you think Demco will come back? Yes. 10. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Um, well, uh, they pretty well confirmed he's not on the road trip. Yeah. So it won't be this week. Could be next week. At least 10 days. But, he, yeah. So, so Alex is Alex right. Is right yeah. Don't bring him back. <laughs> Don't bring him back. Trade Banish him. him to the AHL. Trade well, him. I mean, with the way that the team's going, why bring in another player who can help you win games? If we're looking at a potential, well, because that's not how tanks blow-up. work. You don't, you don't actually um, get rid of players say, like that. Yeah, that's how yeah. a lot of tanks work. Yeah, dude. Is a player gets injured and then you just they let just, them chill for the season? You don't. Yeah. A tank doesn't mean you offload everybody. What you do you mean can still offload? Keep... No, he's just he's on LTR chilling. What was the name of that oh, guy? Yeah, like John Michael Lyles them. was that his name? Who? John Michael Lyles was that his name? The player that uh, Toronto put on LTIR and then. When he wanted to come back, he did a physical, and they failed his physical, even though he, like... Oh, was I, I remember the story. I don't know if that was his name, yeah. but, it, yeah, I, I remember yeah. the story. They just kept failing him. Yeah, they're like, no, they didn't no, want him to come back. You. Yeah, you're not <laughs> coming back. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, anyway. I don't think I that's think, happening with Demko. No, I think Demko will be back probably early next month. That's my guess. Yeah, I and I just... I pray, I pray to the gods that they don't try to rush him back in some desperate hope to get back in the playoff race. Yeah, like, no. let it die. Let yeah. it die. I think... Uh, just on this note about players coming back from injury, uh, I heard Evander Kane's uh, yes. recovery ahead is of schedule. ahead of schedule. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, he so could he be back be in, like, soon. the next, like, week or two. And he yeah. was supposed to be out until, like, April. Yeah, so it's... That's awesome. Yeah, well, we based off of back. tonight's game, they beat Anaheim, I think, yeah. 6-2. Who cares? They well, it's Anaheim. Thank Still, you. Though. That's my point about Connor Bedard scoring like eight points against shitty teams. What? No, not yes. the same thing. It is the same thing. It doesn't matter. No, it's the same thing to a certain degree. And when you're scoring eight points against a team, like you're you're good. <laughs> okay. Well, I disagree. I think if you pat your stats against bad teams, it doesn't matter. If you do it against good teams, that's one thing, which Bedard did end up doing. Yeah, okay. But so your point just collapsed in on itself. No, it's like you guys were freaking out when he did it against Austria, which is like, whatever. Okay. But yeah, he had like nine points in one game. Yeah. He tied Gretzky for the most points in a single world juniors game. You think Gretzky did that against Russia? No. And you made this point because I remember I was listening to that episode where we talked about it when we did it like last season. He was season. preparing for this argument. He knew this was coming. Like no, it just, Jake it, thinks Gretzky's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, <laughs> but I'm just, I just think that like anytime you cherry pick a stat like that, yeah, it's going to sound Goals bad. or points? Well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> whatever. What is your favorite? Wait, what does this even say? Yeah, I read this one. I was confused too. So Ooh. just read it as it's written. Okay. What is your top favorite from the Vancouver Canucks? Ooh, top favorite. The pull, no, the, uh, the, cr- the carved sandwich. That stuff is so bad. What? Yeah, I gotta say, man. What? I've, I've had, it's I've had so like expensive and so bad. Yeah, I've had kind of one of each now, and I'm really not impressed. I had like the Montreal. They're so dry. Thing. No, no, no. I didn't have the Montreal Garbage. one. I had the Carve sandwich. That one's yeah. good. That one's got some juice is to that it. One like twenty five bucks. No, it's like eighteen. 
Okay, but here's the oh, thing: no, is as far as now. when you think stadium food, what's the first three things that come to your mind? Hot dog, popcorn, and pretzels. Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, minus that. You're right. The whole point with Rogers Arena is they actually do a lot of higher end food than most stadiums do. Like the Carve Center, you can't go to most um, NHL stadiums and just get a prime rib sandwich. You can't get one at Rogers Arena either. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, it's not good. Yeah, it's not it's good. Not. It's better than most stadium food is all I'm saying. Stadium. Still, though, the bar isn't set that high. And if you're paying... No, you're right. The bar's not set that high. If you're 30 bucks for a sandwich and a bottle of water, like... It would be like 25 with the bottle of water That's added. crazy. Look, man, we're, 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 we're nickel and diamond each other right now. Yeah, okay. All yeah. I'm saying all is, right. so, is like... If you're spending that much money, it should at least have some mayonnaise on it. Like, it is dry as fuck. The meat is, they, is they okay, spoon but, that, like... a jus on yeah, it. exactly. Like, it's just... It's dry. You're paying for the jus. <laughs> okay, settle down. I think my top <laughs> favorite the pickles is... The Skytrain entrance. We're back to that the fake sponsor. The top... Like it. Yeah. It is, is a top favorite of mine, too. It's, yeah. like, how close the Skytrain is to you the stadium. Like, you get off the Skytrain... Walk across the street and you're right there. Yeah. I, you know what? This might sound really picky. I think they could do better. Like with, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? Hang on. <laughs> you want them to jump off the train yeah, into the, the middle of the stadium? The SkyTrain should park right inside. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, that'd be pretty sick if it did. But second of all, I think they could do better. Because when, once you get out, you're right. It's very close and that's convenient. But you either have to go down three stories worth of stairs or up two stories just to get to a level where you can walk into the arena, right? If you are someone who is handicapped or mobility challenged, and I know because I've gone to games with people who are, it's actually really inconvenient. If there was a same level entrance to the stadium, I would agree. And I would say that that is phenomenal. And I think that between the Canucks organization and TransLink, that's something that could actually be worked out. No. That'd be so expensive. Well, I guess not because the road, the the viaduct is in the middle. They would have to shut down that whole road to be able to build across and then take apart Rogers and go through. It It, it would be nice, but they're not. Yeah, they'll never do it. But like it, I guess what I'm saying is as much as I, you're right, it is quite convenient. It could be better. Yeah. What, Jake, what is your, what what was it? Top favorite Vancouver? My favorite. Hold on. (laughs) Is it Vancouver or Vancouver Canuck? It says... What is your top favorite from the Vancouver Canucks? Oh. oh, okay. So, yeah, that's right. It can be your top favorite anything from them. Yeah. I would say my top favorite. Crazy Pete. You know what? No. No. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, my top favorite would have to be when they don't play the goal song that they've been playing lately. Oh, though, don't you forget about me. Yeah. When they don't yeah. play that, that's my top yeah. favorite. When they play Holiday. When they play Burn It to the Ground. <laughs> yeah, that that's good, too. That's, that's got to be my top favorite. I still Emma's, think Holiday's Emma's top favorite. Uh, you guys have been to the game, and have you seen? It's usually in the third period where they show that squirrel thing. He goes, she hey, likes the squirrel oh. thing that does the she Freddie Mercury thing. Dies every time it's on the screen, like crying. <sighs> what? Laughing. Okay, that's because she's like that checks out. She's like eight mini glasses <laughs> like, of wine no, in like, at that point, like bone sober, and she like gets so excited for it. Actually, that a thing bone sober. Yeah, I don't never know. heard okay. that. <laughs> I'm changing my answer to uh, the dog race. The dog race, which yeah. they do like twice a year. Yeah. But it is I've, good. Yeah, I love it. It's so funny. You know what's a weird combo of the two things you just did? At the Vancouver Canadians games, which I know not everyone's been to, they have the sushi race. I've been and, there. And it, well, yeah, with me once. 
But like, yeah. I, I mean, Jake, have you been to a Canadians game yet? Uh, well, when, it was when I was a little kid. What happened to you just there? You like jumped <laughs> off the couch. <laughs> just like He's a tick. hit my leg hair, and I thought it was like a spider or something. Oh, it was the mic cord. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. High tech <laughs> around here. We have mic cords. Yeah. Um, but you, you've been to a Vancouver Canadians game? Yeah, I went to one when I was a kid with my grandparents, but I haven't been back since. Do you remember the sushi race? No, I don't. Remember, I don't even remember. It. I don't even remember how to get there. To be honest with you, like I don't remember anything from going. We, we to gotta go. It, it's actually a really fun time. It's yeah. fun, but it's uncomfortable. Oh yeah, the seats are benches. Yeah. Oh well, L- they're like that they're is like, totally like, not no, an issue for me. They're literally like a straight, just ninety degree angle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. Yeah, I could it, sit anywhere and be comfortable. It's it's tough. But anyway, they, it is fun. they have these it, between, it's like maybe after the fifth inning, they have these three or four sushi mascots that do like a race around the field. And it's just like, it's like a staple of the game. It's just one of those traditions that's at every ball game. The Vancouver Canadians have that. And it's kind of a mix between the squirrel thing and the dog race, I guess, because it's yeah. hilarious, but it's also a little entertaining. And kids love it. Yeah. Women love it. Emma is obsessed with it. It's I like think, her favorite part of the game. I think my top favorite thing like that would have to be, I don't know which one it is, but there's an MLB team. I think it might be the Brewers. And they have this thing called Catch the Freeze. Yes, or I've something seen like that. that. I've seen Oh, this. yeah, the yeah. guy that's it's super It's the super quick. fast yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you get like a huge head start, yeah. and he just takes off, and he beats he everyone. He catches you. Yeah. Do you see the one guy that was like taunting him like close to the finish line, or he was like yeah. hyping the crowd yeah. up and slowing and down? And then he trips and falls. Yeah, and this guy passes him. That almost seemed set up, but yeah. I don't think it was. No. That was a way better question than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, Sorry that wasn't a one-word answer. Yeah. Well, I don't oh, think yeah, we answered right. his question. I really don't think we did. No, I, like, do you think he means player? Uh, sure. Top what is your player. top favorite? Who's your, who's your favorite Canuck on the team right now? On the team right, right now? now. Andre Kuzmenko. Luke Shen. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Respectable who, answer. Who is winning the Pacific Division? Vegas. Keep it quick, guys. Yeah, I, I would have to be in the Vegas boat on this no, one. No, 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 Calgary. Okay. Oh, fuck's sake. Okay, Vegas. I'm still sticking um, with Vegas. Okay, I'm gonna take a sleeper then. Uh, Go San Jose. I'll say Edmonton. I'll say they have a strong second half. Really? Well, I think I, Jack I, Campbell's just gonna carry them the rest. Of I love Jack Campbell. Jake is the biggest Jack Campbell fan I know. He has a Jack Go, Campbell signed jersey. That is Go true. Listen. I don't know a lot of Jack Campbell f- signed jersey owners. Owners. Yeah. Yeah. But Jake Jude is do, one of them. Will. Let that um, be known. And if you want to see his reaction to it, head to our TikTok. Oh, God. Yeah, you can't see me react to opening it and fall on the ground crying. <laughs> um, enjoy. <laughs> but uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. The Edmonton Oilers. Sure. I don't know. It'll probably be the Vegas Golden Knights, but I'll say they have a strong second half. Okay. They come back. If Andrew Kane will inject the team with the, ah, the boost okay. they that, need. That I- It'll be the horsies. The horsies. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, last question in the inbox. Keep it brief again. Um, what season will the Canucks make the playoffs in? If they do... Th- what, what calendar year will they participate in the playoffs next? Okay, knowing the Canucks, they're not going to rebuild. They're not going to... They're, they're going to no. try to stick it with this course somehow. They will squeak into the first round, not next year, but the year after. And then they're going to be mediocre for like eight years because they're going to have so many bad contracts. They're probably going to add more just to committing to trying to make the playoffs. So I would say two years from now, they make the playoffs. I would say 15 years from now, they have, they become cup contenders again. I think next year they make playoffs. No, I think that, I think they make a couple big moves throughout this calendar year. 
and something's going to change, and it'll be a nice spark. I don't think they'll be a cup contender, but I think they'll make playoffs. Before I, I answer, I just, Marcus, I want to give you this piece of information because I feel like it may not seem real to you, but three years from now will be 15 years removed from when they went to the cup final. Yeah. So if you think they're 15 years away from being cup contenders, mm-hmm. all right. I think they won't make the playoffs again for eight years. So, I, I'm interested to see how you think that goes then, because that means Oh, that I know why you said that. I, okay. All right, I'm not going to guess. I'm just going to ask. I'm going to open my ears for once and ask why. Okay, I do have a reason, but I am curious if you know why. Is it the Miller contract? It has to do with the Miller yeah. contract, yes. Oh, I see. I think he becomes movable at some point, but not until deep into it. I think they move him for some prospects and picks, and then maybe a year or two after that, those players will develop. Maybe they'll have some other pieces that kind of come in there. They'll still have Pedersen, and he'll be in his prime. I think that's probably when they come you back into it. Pedersen's in his prime eight years from now. If we can, he's probably him. at the tail eight end years of it. from now. He's thirty-two. Yeah, you think he sticks around for eight years of missing the playoffs? You think that guy at this stage in his career? What does he have? One more year after this one? Yeah. Yeah, and then he signs like a you think, Supermax or something. But yeah. you think at some point during that, he doesn't demand a trade because he says, you're bringing my career nowhere? It's funny. I don't think he would. Because nobody knows that a team's going to miss the playoffs for 10 years in a row. Right? No, but you get a feeling after a while. I, I mean, we'll even, you, can, you can see, like, we're, you're right. We're talking eight years in the future. Yeah. You can kind of predict the next two to three usually. Right. And players of all people have the open door to management to say, what are you doing? You know, they can go in and say, what is your plans with this team? I I have a right to know what that is. Right. So I think if that is really the route that this goes, he doesn't stick around that long. Yeah. If, if they don't make playoffs uh, before this contract's over, I don't think he signs more than three years because I think then in three years he becomes a UFA. And then if they don't make playoffs while he, well, that contract happens, and then when he becomes a UFA, there's no way he resigns. Why would he? If we don't have any future, any hopes of making it to the playoffs. God, man. The future of this team is bleak. Yeah. But okay. it, it doesn't right. have to be. That's the annoying thing, yeah. is they could commit to a rebuild now. They could be out of this in three to four years. But you're right. If they keep committing to trying, it doesn't look good at all. Man, this is why I like having Tyler Surprise headline at the end of episodes because this is pretty much it. Like this is yep, pretty much this the is the end, of the, end episode. of the episode, and we're ending on such a blech note, you know. Uh, Alex, do something funny. <sighs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fucking <laughs> dance monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a jester. Jake, do something funny. <laughs> <laughs> this guy cracks me up. <laughs> hey i got you both to crack up that's a win for me all right and this episode has been a win for you the listener (laughs) oh that's up for debate (laughs) we lack so much direction without tyler yeah this god what an absolute train wreck every week without that guy yeah he really is the glue that holds this whole operation together yeah and you wouldn't think that from the outside but like he is yeah this doesn't work when he's not here well anyway if you want to find him he's on twitter at vancouver boys underscore if you want to find us you can find us on instagram tiktok twitch and youtube all at vancouver boys podcast 
And if you want to send us an email for any serious business inquiries, you can email us at vancouverboyspodcast at gmail.com. That does it for us here at Vancouver Boys Studios this week. Alex has one more thing he wants to say, though. Well, if you're missing Tyler that much, he actually just posted a TikTok on our TikTok. He did, yes. So I would recommend going and checking it out. He was trying to get... Uh, he had 20 players and had to get as many goals as possible. Yeah. Uh, so go over there and let him know that you missed him. I don't know. Yeah. I think the goal in that video is a million likes. So if it doesn't have a million likes, throw it a like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help <laughs> us get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But we only get a week to try, so. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I guess thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. I never got. Yeah. What did he, oh what was he going to say? I didn't. Dude, you had, you oh, were supposed yeah. to go before you. No, no, no. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. It was peace. And then you went, yeah. No. no. Oh, no. That no, was your no, intro. No, no. That no, was your intro. It was supposed to go you, then me, then you, and then Tyler. See you on the next one. See you on the next one. <laughs> no? That's not what I say. No. we we. I thought we came up with a thing. I thought I got moved into second because I, you can't say anything after peace out. He didn't say peace out. He just says peace Then why don't you just peace. say out? Because <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but no. I, no, your intro is supposed to be going, yeah. yeah. I like. I, I think I'm going to say, see you on the next episode we post. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> That's your outro. <laughs> yeah. Every episode. Yeah. Okay, let's see run you it. on the next episode that we post. Right, let's run it. Let's, let's try it. Let's, 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 let's run just it back. Feel, run let's it back, just run feel it. Let's just feel it. Okay. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next episode that we post. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>